Thanks for pressing play. You're listening to Lockhead on Marketing, the oddcast for entrepreneurs, marketing executives, and category designers with a different mind. In this episode, we're presenting another pirate perspective from the Category Pirates newsletter. Eddie Yoon, Katrina Kirsch, and Christopher discuss Twitter's rebranding to X, specifically what people are missing about the company's brand value, what mistakes Musk made when sharing the category vision for X, and what X could be in the future. If you want more of these amazing pirate perspectives, and why wouldn't you, then weigh anchor and set sail for CategoryPirates.com and sign up for the newsletter today. And while you're there, be sure to pick up your copy of the newest Category Pirates book, The 22 Laws of Category Design. Now, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockheed on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. Interesting, I've actually been reading a couple of articles with the whole Twitter moving to X. Everyone's talking about the brand change, how it's ruining the brand value, uh, I was reading a CNBC article about it this morning, but your argument is that it's more about a category change than really to financial services, e-commerce, all of that stuff. And what I think one of the facts you stated was that X could potentially account for half of the entire financial system. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that, especially because when you think about, is it better to create something new and just create a new company to do that? Why rebrand Twitter and try to turn Twitter into that and go through that entire category creation? Yeah, well, it's interesting. The whole debate, right, is what is the the cost of the rebrand? And at some level, um, part of what most of the articles and pundits that I've seen talk about is what, you know, in classic economic theory, you'd call sunk cost, right, which is cost incurred in the past about stuff that was built in the past that you're now moving away from. And that what economics teaches you is that you should ignore sunk costs because they're in the past and you should be looking forward, which is exactly what category design teaches us to do. I just find it interesting that people have said, you know, the primary argument is that Twitter has built legacy brand value. So why would you walk away from that? And that the reality of it is, is um, one of the big arguments, again, Tesla was like, well, some of these other companies have great brand value. What's the value of the Toyota brand? What's the value of the Ford brand? What's the value of the BMW brand? Uh, I, I think what people can make the mistake of is that the only people who really care about legacy, historical past brand value are the brand stewards. Now, there are, there are some consumers that love certain brands and are, have a deep affection for them. I had a neighbor who loved the Cadillac brand and he had all Cadillacs and was just very, very loyal to that. And, but I, I actually find that in my you know 25 years of looking at consumers, that that's pretty rare. Most people, consumers are, what have you done for me lately? And they care about what the brand will do for them in the future, which is all about what the, I think the X rebrand is talking about. There, there's one of kind of the fallacy of where does the brand derive its value? Is it from what you've done in the past or what the category will do for you in the future? I think that's kind of point number one. And then point number two is that 
you know, you can make the argument, I could understand if the company that is now X and formerly Twitter was just going to remain a social media company based on advertising, you know, which, which is a lot of the arguments is like, how is Elon and everyone else going to attract advertising dollars to X if they all know Twitter and there's brand value to that? Well, what I think what we're seeing is the plane for a new category is being built while it's being flown. And that you don't necessarily want to change your brand if it has legacy value, if you're going to stay in the same category. However, if you're going to change categories and open up new ones, it makes all the sense in the world to have a different brand going forward because, you know, what, you know, and Christopher, you've talked about this a lot is like, you know, um, having a brand does not mean you can extend it to a new category, ergo Red Bull, Cola, and everything else. So when you fix it on the past, that's kind of mistake number one. When you forget what's the opportunity in the future, that's mistake number two. And that what he is actually talking about is a world where that is truly about not just messaging, but about money. And that um, transactions are where all the opportunity is. And, you know, financial services is one of the largest categories in the world that has been a legacy artifact of the past. Like I, I, you know, the, my, my insurance policy, you know, for our big Island house is with state farm. They've told me that my policies over are past due payment. Why is that the case? Am I being delinquent with my payment? No, it's because they owe me a new quote. And this is now five weeks ago that I've asked for a new quote. And they're like, we can't get you a new quote because the systems need to work through the process. And in this day and age, like I've done work for State Farm in the past, way long ago, and you could not believe the amount of innovation they could not do predicated on their technology stack and their systems. And so if there was ever a category to disrupt, it would be financial services via technology. And if you're going to go do that, then, you know, does anyone, would anyone sign up for a New York Times mortgage? Probably not. Right? Why wouldn't you go forward with a new brand for a new category? I think is the the real argument that people are missing. I 100% agree with every word that just came out of Eddie Ian's mouth. No surprise. The, the other thing I would add is the whole discussion is hysterical. Literally, people are hysterical over this. And the emphasis is on the wrong level, which is the category makes the brand. So, Twitter is the category king of microblogging. To Eddie's point, Elon wants microblogging to be some meaningful subcomponent of a much broader set of offerings. Translation, he is going to create a new category of service. Now, the mistake I think he made was he didn't unveil the vision for that new category with the rebrand. So he did the rebrand independent of that. And that's a big mistake because a rebrand for the sake of a rebrand really doesn't do anything. Uh, where it, where it does do something where a rebrand makes sense is when you're launching, but it's part of a lightning strike to launch a new category design. So I think he blew that piece of it, but the whole discussion about the value of the brand is a completely stupid discussion because the brand only has any value, the degree to which the world perceives that it's the leader in a category that matters. And the reality is the microblogging category has either stagnated or is, you know, maybe even shrinking. So what he's doing makes sense. He just didn't do it in classic, uh, what we call a category design multiplier effect, where you do brand, 
you do POV, you do category design, maybe new ecosystem, and you kind of lay down a big vision for a new category. Now, all that said, when he wants to go do that, the whole world will listen. And that's what's different about Elon than, than most entrepreneurs, right? Most entrepreneurs, the world's not going to listen to you if you if you want to talk all the time. So he he may have a reason for de- decoupling them. You know, there may be a reason exactly as you said. The global financial uh, services industry uh, was about twenty two and a half trillion dollars. The global GDP was about ninety six trillion dollars. So if you if he, if all he had said was hey, we're going to go from microblogging. And by the way, Twitter has never made money in its history. Right? And so, you know, you could argue they're the category king of not a very profitable category uh, to a new set of categories that could account from anywhere from a fifth to a quarter of the world's GDP. Uh, maybe you would want a new brand with that. And maybe that's the vision that should have been cast of like, hey, a quarter of the world's GDP is incredibly important in financial services. It is poorly, poorly run and in services, the consumer by squeezing them on fees and, you know, screwing them over. And there is a different way forward with this. And there's going to be a new brand that's required. So just, just to illustrate and emphasize your point, Christopher, like he, he may have a reason for doing it. He may do it shortly, but you know, his classic master plans that he does would have worked great. I wish he would have dropped that in conjunction with the new brand, but maybe that's to come. The other thing I think that's, there's two other pieces of this. One, there's all this discussion on Twitter about, well, Meta owns the trademark for X and Microsoft owns a trademark for X and for games. And so there's going to be these giant lawsuits. Well, we'll see. That may be the case. I bet you a lot of people have a lot of uh, trademarks and copyrights on X. That said, uh, let's do a little category story time. When uh, Jobs was ready to launch the smartphone category with the iPhone, all of the Apple products were had i in front of them: iMac, i i this, i that, uh, iPod. So in in Jobs's mind, it had to be iPhone. Well, they did a trademark search, and guess what they found? Cisco, one of the largest technology companies on the planet, uh, was the category king of IP phone. And they called that product the iPhone. Well, if the folklore is right, I'm not 100% sure this is, but this is the folklore around Silicon Valley, was Jobs said, launch the iPhone and we'll figure out the shit with Cisco later. And that's exactly what happened. And I don't know, it would be interesting to go look if it ever became public how they resolved it, but they got it resolved. And so... All these idiots talking about these trade, is there going to be some shit legally? Maybe, but it's going to be irrelevant. Uh, Elon will make it go away. That's a nose picking conversation. The other thing, all the criticism of him about this. Here's something that all of the, the donkeys on Twitter criticizing this are missing. Elon Musk has created more value than any human currently alive on planet Earth. More economic value by like a meaningful amount. And so um, before you throw them under the bus, I think, and look, I don't 
agree with everything he does. Of course not. But before people throw him on the, on the bus, you got to realize, hey, wait a minute. This guy has done things that are totally impossible. Like, like bring rockets back to Earth and reuse them. Okay. People thought the electric car was dead. There was a, there's a, there's a documentary called what happened to the electric car. Nobody could make that shit work. So, so I just think all these idiots who are armchair quarterbacking Musk, you got to realize, Hey, wait a minute. Um, this guy is not a guy to bet against, even if you don't like him. And even if you think it's stupid, just wait, just wait. Let's just see. You know, and it, and it's funny that they haven't even seen what's already happening. The money is already flowing on Twitter in the sense that, you know, so the the way Twitter, the money flow at Twitter used to work was a one way from advertisers to Twitter. And then, you know, obviously they, they did it where you could, you know, he's charging people eight bucks for you know, Twitter blue. And so the money was flowing from the user back to Twitter and people were complaining about that. But now people are reporting that they're getting thousands of tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars from Twitter because he is now sharing ad revenue that is tied to the impressions that you generate. So now money is flowing multiple ways already as it is, right? And so Christopher, to your point, not only has he done it in other ways, it's hiding in plain sight that what are financial services? It's the movement of money from one party to another. The flow of money has already changed in a meaningful way. Well, and to underscore your point, all these idiots criticizing him seem to forget that much of the crypto world or some some meaningful percent of people in crypto are on Twitter. There's a ton of conversation about crypto on Twitter. And so to your point, Eddie, if he mobilizes at stuff, he's going to change a lot. And if he if he makes it easy to go between you know U.S. currency or government um, government uh, currencies and a bunch of different crypto uh, currencies, who knows? What 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 you can almost be certain of is he's got an evil plan on that stuff. Well, that was kind of YouTube's model, well, right? They were incentivizing creators. They're getting paid because of their views. We already know that that model works. It's now just trying to spin it out into all these other things, right? Ideas, goods, services, all these other opportunities for people. Well, and think about this. So maybe he wants X to be a currency. And maybe what he's going to do is, let's say you're that creator and you have a Twitter, let's just call it, bank account where you can have money and crypto. And let's just say he gives you X dollars, aka Twitter dollars. And he says, great, you earned a hundred thousand dollars as a creator this month. You can have a hundred thousand dollars US currency, or you can have a hundred and ten thousand X tokens. And so all those sorts of things, there's a lot of lift he could create around uh, different ways of uh, imagining uh, transactions and the, and the financial system. Well, and, and just to, you know, make that super concrete and practical, you know, um, this is no different than what American Airlines has done by creating the, you know, first ever frequent flyer program, right? And 
the you know they made a currency you know crypto is not that far off of what that is and if you can redeem american miles for a whole variety of things in addition to flights um remember that the american airlines loyalty program my their their freaking flyer program the category that they created is worth 30 billion dollars more than the actual airline itself and that should he create an x token as christopher you're laying out and cat as you're saying like follow the youtube model and you're paying creators to create you know and add share like now we have this whole virtual cycle where i it is very obvious that an x token business funded by creators that are incentivized like mad will be worth more than the original core business in which case why would you keep the legacy brand exactly now look that may not be what he's doing i have no inside information but you can see that if he wants or now x to be a completely new thing that is essential to everybody's lives People seem to forget, hey, um, the guy is the co-creator and co-founder of PayPal, right? Like, this is, this is a domain he understands. And so uh, we'll just have to see. But this could go in a lot of very, very interesting uh, directions.